The Church of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, welcomes you to this broadcast of Shi'ar Jashub, which in Hebrew means, a remnant shall return. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing the Heavenly Authority series taught by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo. This series is an in-depth, through-the-Bible exploration with a focus on what the scriptures teach about the source and nature of authority. Before we join Pastor Greg for the start of the next sermon in the study, let me invite you to visit us on the web. The website address is www.shiarjashub.org. Now, let's go into the Sunday message. We pick up the Heavenly Authority series of 1 Kings. Remember last time, as we entered the book of Kings, we saw that David was old, advanced in years. He's having trouble getting warm. He's sickly. He's in bed. And we saw how his son Adonijah, one of the six sons that had been born to him at Hebron, the son of Haggith, exalted himself, saying, I will be king. And he prepared for himself chariots and horsemen and 50 men to run before him to make the declaration that he would be king. And we saw the parenthetical statement in verse 6 of 1 Kings chapter 1, and his father had not rebuked him at any time by saying, why have you done so? He was also very good looking. His mother had born him after Absalom had been born to another woman. So he's favored in David's sight. He's a good looking child. And we discussed how there's a connection between his birth following that of Absalom. David doesn't do what a parent is supposed to do, correct his child. He doesn't say, why have you done so? And so we have this insolent man, this unrestrained man, who now seeks to usurp, to take the kingdom away from David. And it has been revealed, and we went through the scriptures last time, clearly to David, that Solomon is to replace him, to come in now as king. David knows it, the prophets know it. And so Adonijah is taking advantage of his father's weakness to go out and to make himself king. And we pick up today um, in verse 7. Then he conferred, this is Adonijah, then he conferred with Joab, the son of Zeruiah, and with Abiathar, the priest. And they followed and helped Adonijah. So he gets Joab. Remember, Joab is the general. He's head over all the armies. He's the pragmatist. Maybe he thought that Solomon was too young, Solomon was too naive, and this older son who's good-looking, could control the people of Israel better. For whatever reason, Joab, the pragmatist general, sides with Adonijah. Abiathar, remember Abiathar and Zadok are ruling as, high, as joint high priests, right? And Abiathar goes along with Adonijah, and this will work out to fulfill the word of the Lord to his ancestor, Eli, that the descendants of Eli would no longer rule in the high priesthood. Verse 8, But Zadok the priest, 
Ben Nea, the son of Jehoiada, Nathan, the prophet, Shimei, Rei, and the mighty men who belonged to David were not with Adonijah. So Benaiah, Benaiah is a Levite, and we know that from other sections in Chronicles and other sections of the Old Testament. He's a Levite who commanded David's bodyguard, the personal army, the close army around David. This man is the head of it. He doesn't go along with Adonijah. Nathan the prophet, we've seen him. We've seen him rebuke David. We've seen him come with word about Solomon. Nathan obviously will not go along with Adonijah. Shimei, this is not the Shimei of Saul's family that comes and curses David. It's another man who holds one of the offices around David. The mighty men, we spoke about the mighty men who worked miraculous feats to keep David uh, in the kingship. None of these joined Adonijah. So we have this palace, palace intrigue going on. Verse 9, And Adonijah sacrificed sheep and oxen and fattened cattle by the stone of Zoheleth, which is by Enrogel. He also invited all his brothers, the king's sons, and all the men of Judah, the king's servants. But he did not invite Nathan the prophet, Ben-Naiah, and the mighty men, or Solomon his brother. So he obviously keeps away all those he knows are going to cause him trouble. Solomon, of all the brothers, he doesn't invite, because of Solomon he looks to replace. Nathan the prophet will speak the word of the Lord. But the rest of the king's sons and the men of Judah and the king's servants he gathers, and he gathers them at Zoalith. Zoalith means creeping one or serpent. And so literally this is the serpent's stone, and it's fitting. It's by the well, the fountain, the spring of Enrogel, which is just south of Jerusalem near the junction of the Kidron and the valley of Hinnom. And he gathers them by the serpent stone. But he does not invite Nathan, the prophet, Benaiah, the mighty men, or Solomon, his brother. So Nathan spoke to Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon, saying, Have you not heard that Adonijah, the son of Haggith, has become king? And David, our Lord, does not know it. David's out of it. David's old, and he's in the bed, he's cold. They have to get Abishag, the young girl, to come in and warm him and sleep with him, though he does not know her in a sexual way. Last week, Patty said, well, couldn't they get a nice big dog to warm him or something? But, but then again, this goes back to the fact that they, the Oriental belief, which is not true, that you take a young person and you can sap away the youth of a young person to help the older person. So Bathsheba's not so young anymore. To answer the question, why not Bathsheba? Um, I think a lot of the, the men on Wall Street have this philosophy, <laughs> getting cold. That's why they leave their wives to go for younger women. Anyway, um, we're going off the, the topic here. He's out of it. He, and again, he's not, he's not sleeping with this girl. She's there caring for him, nursing him. She's almost like a nurse's aide, rubbing his hands, rubbing his arms. Women, stop laughing. The Bible says that he knew her not. But Nathan goes to Bathsheba. This is interesting. He go, And we know Bathsheba is not the best judge of a situation or what's right or proper. We've seen that, right? And we will see it again. 
And yet Nathan needs her help. And why does he need her help? David, our Lord, does not know it. Verse 12, come, please, let me now give you advice that you may save your own life and the life of your son. Adonijah knows Solomon is a choice of the Lord and of David. That's why he doesn't invite him. And Nathan knows that the next step is not only for Adonijah to declare himself king and not invite Solomon, but then he's got to get rid of Solomon so that the, uh, the word of the Lord to Solomon to be king disappears and Solomon's out of the way. To save your own life and the life of your son, go immediately, go immediately to King David and say to him, Did you not, my lord, O king, swear to your maidservant, saying, Assuredly, your son Solomon shall reign after me, and he shall sit on my throne. So Nathan knows of the oath, which David later confirms to us in this narrative, the oath that David made to Bathsheba that Solomon would reign. Say to him, why then has Adonijah become king? Then while you are still talking with the king, I also will come in after you and confirm your words. He realizes that David needs to be reminded, that David needs to be reinforced. And so Nathan sets it up that there are two witnesses to remind him. And this really, in here, there's hidden really a, um, a message to older Christians, to older believers. David is cold. David is cold. He's weak. Um, he's ill, maybe his memory is not so good. He needs to be reminded. Obviously, he's in this condition. Adonijah is taking advantage of him. Adonijah is going to use his weakness, he thinks, to make himself king. And Nathan understands that he just can't go in there and say, hey, David, you know what's going on? That in his old age, he needs to almost set him up. For his own good, he needs to send Bathsheba in, remind him, get his attention, hear what's going on, and then he can come in and reinforce it. Because too many times as we get older, the memory fails. And we start to lose perspective of what's right and the most important things, and we might get caught up in the trivial things. And what are you saying to me about oaths and about Adonijah? He needs to hear it twice. He needs to hear it from Bathsheba. He needs for Nathan to come in and reinforce it. And then hopefully we'll get in through the coldness, through the arterial sclerosis, through the aged brain. And someplace inside there is the spirit of David, the David that slayed Goliath. And maybe we can reach through this this dream state he's in, and sometimes old age is like that. It becomes like a dream state, and wake up that person inside. And so he sends first Bathsheba in to tell him. And it's a humbling thing when we think that even young David who slew Goliath, strong David, even the young grow old. All of us grow old. All of us grow weak. How fleeting is the flesh and it's a humbling thought. It should humble all those who are in their prime who think they're invincible. How time can wear out even the Davids and turn him into an old man, cringing, cold, not knowing that his kingdom is being stolen 
out from underneath him and not able even to receive righteous information in a normal way because his mind is clouded. Verse 15, so Bathsheba went into the chamber to the king. Now the king was very old, and Abishag the Shunammite was serving the king. And Bathsheba bowed and did homage to the king. Then the king said, what is your wish? Then she said to him, my lord, you swore by the Lord your God to your maidservant, saying, assuredly Solomon your son shall reign after me and he shall sit on my throne. And remember, David did not do this on his own. It was not just to please Bathsheba. We saw in 1 Chronicles 22, 9 to 10, that David tells Solomon as a young fella, a young boy, that God chose him. David was told by the Lord that Solomon would build the temple and that God would establish Solomon's kingdom. We saw in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 24 to 25, the word of the Lord given that Solomon was beloved of God. So David does not do this on his own. Verse 18, she says, So now look, Adonijah has become king, and now, my lord the king, you do not know about it. Treachery, treason, usurping the throne of a living king without him knowing about it. You can now visit us on the web. The address is www.shearjashub.org. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. And may the Lord richly bless you as you serve him.